0: Welcome to Faith FM, you're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 or on the internet on the Faith FM network, wherever you are, you are joined by Lawson and...
1: Mon, good morning. Oh,
0: mon, great to see you this morning on this beautiful Sunday, Monica. Actually... Did you say
1: Sunday? Monday. <laughs> it truly is Monday. You're wishing it was Sunday. It truly
0: is Monday and I actually have an announcement to make. <gasps> I have an announcement, everyone. I... I'm the Prime Minister of Australia. Thank you. Thank you for your votes um, <clears throat> Yeah, that got me across I the line. I voted for
1: you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, we're going to be talking about the election a little bit later, but that was something pretty substantial that happened over the weekend that a lot of people are currently talking about and we yeah. will talk about as well. But Monica, what are you grateful for? I am morning? super
1: grateful for my very exciting weekend. I got to spend the day in Sydney <sighs> yesterday, which was super That's cool. That's so fun. Had a great time. What'd you do? So I went and tried uh, mochi donut. So okay. mochi is like a Japanese dessert, but someone's made them in. Into donuts incredible and i also get to go to the um the biennial exhibition at the cutaway in barangaroo which is super fascinating definitely recommend anyone to go see
0: i I had no idea what (laughs) like okay i know what a cutaway is yeah um
1: they've cut like a massive like excuse me like a pit almost into a limestone like down limestone wall uh and then underneath it they've created a gallery and it's super cool
0: is it outside? You can check out
1: my Insta story, Mon Mon Monster, and you can have a look at my Insta story.
0: self-plug <laughs> self-promotion, in. <laughs> self-promotion, everyone. That was M-O-N, M-O-N. <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Welcome back to Faith FM. You are listening right across Australia. And right now you are joined by Lawson and Monica on The Breakfast Show. And we are going to have our first clue for the quiz, which we have, you know, a fresh new prize for that you guys get to win and go in the draw for. So make sure when you answer the quiz correctly, you say, may I enter the quiz? But
1: what happens if you don't say, may I enter the quiz?
0: Shell just won't put you in.
1: Okay. And then you just.
0: It's over. Gone. You're done. You're d- if you don't say "May I enter the quiz," you can never enter a quiz every... No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. You're done. Just for make life. sure you do it because there are plenty of people who type in, you know, and send in answers to the quiz. Um, but not like. But there are also a very small amount of people at the moment because everyone's so keen on this prize and on this draw you know there are people who say hey look i don't want to be in the prize draw i just wanted to answer the quiz because i wanted to to challenge myself with these bible questions but if you know the answer and you want to enter the quiz please say may i enter the quiz but what is our first clue are
1: we going to tell them what the prize is to see if they actually want to play
0: uh, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. Usually we do the clue first and then the prize. Okay. Uh, but I yeah. like to
1: be. I like to be lured. Like to see how hard I want to play by like being part of the quiz.
0: No, I think you but- should just be lured by. A sense of accomplishment and achievement if you win. Well,
1: I'm not so. Oh, that's not really. Yeah. No, thing. no, oh, okay. no okay. I'm, I'm okay. not that. For me, I, really I just sick. want to win. I just like,
0: I'm so competitive.
1: Uh, no, I want the prize. Okay. Anyway, who am I? Mm. And so who am I quiz? This is the first clue. I was told by God's prophet, you have set yourself up against the Lord. You did not honor the God who holds in his hand your life and all your ways. Mm. Is this me? Bit of a. Qu- <laughs> <laughs> the answer is Lawson. No, that's a bit of a bit of a quote. I was told by God's prophet, "You have set yourself up against the Lord. You did not honor the God who holds you in your in His hand, your life and all your ways."
0: Mm. Mm. All right, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. What is our uh, prize for this week? I've got it right here. It is Growing in Jesus, Volume One. And Volume Two: Becoming More Like Jesus by Studying His Life by Mark and Ern- Ernestine. This is that is the most epic name because I have a friend named um, Ernst. And this is Ernestine. This is the female version of that. Mark and Ernestine Finley. Um, and this is a book set that is all about, as we can see, growing in Jesus. Got such chapters as Jesus, the eternal everlasting God, Jesus in the great controversy, Jesus the creator, Jesus the redeemer. Uh, in volume two, it's got Jesus' victory over death and the resurrection, Jesus' ascension. Just all about Jesus' life, his interaction with the entirety of humanity, and also what he wants to do for you today if you would like these books 0491 064 answer the quiz correctly say may I enter the quiz and uh, we'll hook you up if provided that you are you
1: playing, we, for w-
0: playing for the prize, playing for the prize, and win the draw, yeah. which comes yeah. at the end of this week. But Monica, what's happening in positively different news this morning?
1: Okay, so I actually shared this story um, a few weeks ago when I was filling in for Lyle last time, mm-hmm. but this is one that's close to my heart. Like I'm, I'm very passionate about this, and I wanted to share it again, mm-hmm. um, just because I'm gonna do a little push for people to to sign up to do this.
0: Ah, uh, okay.
1: Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah,
0: I know. I know exactly what? where you're what? going with this. You're talking about blood.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i i I'm a, I'm a passionate um, blood donator. It's one of the, one of the things that I'm just really keen on mm. doing and continuing to do um, throughout my life. So you can do it, I think it's like every eight weeks or so that you can give blood and then your 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 body will naturally have replaced the blood that was taken. Because you can't give blood every day, you die by the end of the week. <laughs> right. So yeah, so I do like Do you to- give
0: blood every is it eight weeks?
1: Yeah, every every whatever the cycle is all the time. And then like in between they have I have two different schedules. I have my blood donating schedule, then I have my plasma donating schedule and they're different sinks. So, yeah. Man,
0: so, you were just letting it flow.
1: But th- but this is the thing, right? It's so easy to do. Like, it's like there's nothing really required other than you just show up. <laughs> you're, just, you're so pleased with your pun, are you? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it wasn't a good pun. Yeah, well, it was
0: terrible. But <laughs> it I, was definitely a
1: Monday I, morning I pun. I thought it was funny. <laughs> like, I can tell by the way, you're just smiling at yourself. <laughs> um, and then I shared a few weeks ago.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, that people who are usually barred from donating blood in Australia will soon be able to um, donate blood uh, due to the ban from the outbreak of bovine spongiform encephalopathy also known as mad cow disease. Yes, yes. Uh, That was in the United Kingdom in the 1980s and 1990s, and people who were there have not been able to donate blood, which is actually quite a travesty. Like, when you go to donate blood, like even when you just go to book an appointment on the app or on the website, it'll already ask you a bunch of screening questions. Stuff like, you know, have you had a tattoo recently? Have you had any dental work done? Have you engaged in any risky sexual behaviour? There's a lot of stuff that actually... Cuts you off the list of being able to donate, which wow. is actually kind of scary. Because if you look at the list of things that cuts you off, it's stuff that's becoming more and more prevalent and commonplace. So we're kind of True. heading towards we're heading towards like a, a bit of an issue really. Uh-huh. So just to give you some idea of numbers, like our population is like what's twenty six million I think Something at the moment. Like this, yeah. yeah. So of that twenty six million, only eleven million are eligible to donate blood. So less mm. than half of our population even is able to donate blood. And of that 11 million, Lawson, guess how many actually donate blood?
0: At least three.
1: People? Three people? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, me, and Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> the whole country goes off our face. You reckon three million? It's 500,000. Okay. Which to me is even more tragic. The fact that like it's 26 Mm. million people, 11 can, but only 500,000 do Mm. is really tragic. Mm. Um, So definitely want to recommend that you get yourself to a blood bank. If you're not sure whether or not you can donate blood, especially because like I've just said, the bans are being lifted here and there. Just go in and check out. And it's free to do. You actually get given free stuff. So, like, they feed you before and afterwards. Mm. Um, you get, they have a little cafe attached and you get to sit there and, and eat food and they make beverages for you. Mm. Um, and it's, uh, it's actually a really great experience. And, like, you know, if you, I think I'd said before as well, their app has come a long way as well. So, if you sign up for the app, it actually tells you where your blood is going. Like, you get notifications, which is super cool. I think I shared last time that, um, one time I got a notification, like I was donated blood in Tasmania and I got a notification a couple of days later saying that my blood was being used um, in an emergency car accident situation in Victoria. Huh? And, uh, and it just like, I can't even describe the feeling that you get, like when you know that you're literally saving a life. That's
0: amazing. Like,
1: it's the, like we're all obsessed with superheroes and, you know, like super comics and that kind of thing. If you actually want to be a superhero and actually (laughs) save a life and you're not like a nurse or a doctor like me, just go donate some blood. Wow. It's like the quickest way to do it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You literally will be a superhero.
0: That's right. Like it is a resource that is needed and the. If we can get more of, then we have the opportunity and the potential and the ability to help more people.
1: Yeah, and one of the reasons I'm presenting this again is because, um, you know, I get – like I said, I sign up for the messages from the blood bank and we are in a crisis in terms of how much blood we have on store. And, Mm. um, like, literally right now, Australia could not survive a, like, natural disaster in terms of blood – So if we Mm. had like a tsunami or an earthquake or a typhoon go through or something like that. yeah, And like all these people
0: got hospitalized. yeah, We we do not have
1: enough blood on hand. The reason for that is that during the pandemic people who usually can, like of those 500,000 people that donate blood, a lot of them had to cancel because they got COVID and this kind of stuff. And then like the whole thing with the vaccines and then people having COVID, you had to wait a particular amount of time. Mm. And so there's been, they said there's never been as many cancellations for booked appointments as there has in the last two years so there's a lot of people who can who have been unable to and so now we're, our levels of blood store are at a crisis level so jump on the website or just give them a call um it's super easy that they're, they're so desperate for blood that they are just i can't even describe like how how eager they are when you call them up it's like they're so grateful that you even just called wow and the way they treat you um Yeah, they just so, they're so happy that you've called them, that you're able to help out. So the number is 131495 for those of you who prefer to speak to someone to book an appointment. Um, 131495, or you can just jump on the website or the, download the app. I definitely recommend downloading the app. The app is really cool because it lets you know all about your own blood as well. Like I'm O negative. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, for people who don't know what, do you know what blood type you are?
0: I have no idea. Yes,
1: yeah, a lot of people don't even know. Um, but if you had the app, you could, like, open it up and check it all out. And it has a history of all your donations as well and that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, so go and get your blood donated. Save some lives. And you have to remember, Jesus came here to save our lives. Mm. He gave of his blood to save us. So, what wow. better way to honor him than to give our blood to save others? So, I yeah. just
0: registered to the uh, to the Red Cross.
1: Oh, high five! It, it, it
0: took me high fifty seconds.
1: <laughs> I love it. i was wondering why you weren't paying attention anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of you. By the way, come and donate blood with me, everyone. I'm donating blood next week on Thursday at noon at the Maitland Donation Centre. So, come and donate blood with us. Yo,
0: let's go. Let's do this. That's Woo. awesome. <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Right now, it is time for our second clue of the quiz.
1: Who am I? Those at my banquet and I drank wine from the gold and silver goblets taken from the Lord's temple. Mm, 0491 Do you want me to go over this? Yeah, of course. The prize is growing in Jesus, volume one and two... A uh, beautiful book, um, written about well, it's about you know how to grow in Christ basically, which is something we all want to do. So that's Mark and Ernestine Finley, a uh, two-volume book set. How extravagant of us! Zero mm. uh, four nine one zero six four six six nine. Enter in to win. We're going to spin the wheel at the end of the week. Well, Lawson and Lyle will. Very exciting. Who am I? Those at my banquet and I drank wine from the gold and silver goblets taken from the Lord's temple. And you can enter multiple times. Every time you get it right throughout the week, you get another name in the hat, so to speak.
0: Mm, That's right. 0491 064 Nine. Well, let's talk about some news. As I mentioned earlier in the show, yes, wow. I am the new Prime Minister of Australia. Thank you everyone for your,
1: going, PM? F-
0: for your votes. You know, it was, uh, it was a long and grueling election road. Um, how
1: was your first night in Kirribilli? <laughs> oh,
0: it was fantastic. You know, especially like after only realizing on, on Friday night that I was on the ballot. Um, <laughs> so I was, I was really stoked that everyone came out in support. Yeah, um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Obviously, I'm, obviously I'm joking. Obviously I'm joking. We had an election on the weekend. Um, and the results were that the Labour Party of Australia has won. Anthony mm. Albanese is our new Prime Minister in favour of Scott Morrison. Uh, Will be... it
1: be easy under Albanese? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> okay, like... <laughs> okay. speaking
0: of, of, of last. That names,
1: catchphrase is seared into my brain. No,
0: so actually, I, I was reading an article uh, from a UK site where they oh. called him Anthony Lebanese. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's. That's tough.
1: That comes to mind every time I read it, though. <laughs> I was like,
0: "Wow, that that is a fail." Um, but <laughs> 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 the same uh, uh, unnamed news site—it's actually a Christian news site oh, that that I that I peruse—and so I was like, "Come on, guys, step it up. You you guys are trying to do serious spiritual journalism, please, please." Uh, but yeah, Scott Morrison he conceded defeat uh, gracefully, and uh, yeah. Yesterday was his last day as a prime minister before today where Anthony Albanese will be sworn in as Prime Minister. So and yes, SCOMO. So yep, SCOMO and the Liberal Party has uh yeah, their their run from twenty thirteen until now has come to an end. Not SCOMO, but the Liberal Party itself. Mm-hmm. And we are now seeing an Albanese government come in and I think yeah there are a lot of a lot of implications you know we did our kind of due diligence in covering some of the different policies particularly re- relating to to Christianity mm-hmm. um over that time specifically the religious discrimination bill and we saw that the labor government under Albanese had a, a a pretty moderate stance actually like i one that i could get on board with in some ways you know the for example the greens they were like okay we're going to just chuck the religious discrimination bill and actually change the, the, like this, the, what is it? The, um, the Sex Discrimination Act to force Christian schools to hire gay people. Oh wow like that's that was literally the thing. Um whereas the Labour said yes, uh, under Labour they have also they have promised a religious discrimination bill in which they would protect schools um from vilification laws and whatnot, um and give them the right to hire based on faith. But simultaneously, uh the the next step that the Liberal bill took was that schools had the ability to punish students based on like LGBT grounds, whereas the one that Labor has promised will not. Um but regardless this, this, none of this has happened yet. This was an election promise. Yeah. It was an election promise from the government who wanted it, uh, last election that didn't come through until this election. And this government was the one fighting, uh, the religious discrimination bill. So I guess we will see in the future what happens in that space. I think also as a result of this, you know, I, I I'm not one to come on and share my personal, like, political feelings or which party I'm supporting for. One thing I am looking forward to is the setting up of a federal ICAC or, an you know, an anti-corruption corruption agency mm-hmm. here in Australia, which I'm, I'm pretty stoked for. But, um... Uh, yeah basically as as well Scott Morrison after conceding defeat uh there was some news that came out about him going to his local church down in Sydney and speaking he that was his last his last speaking engagement as a prime minister was at his local church oh, uh know. where he read some scripture he prayed um of, he actually was was teary and crying and, and like you know a bit, a bit emotional mm-hmm. which I guess for someone who is trying to, aiming to win the Prime Ministership of Australia yeah. and, and and fails, mm. uh, I can definitely see where he's coming from in that sense. Um, and they prayed and they got together. And yeah, so I think it's really good, graceful in defeat. You know, we haven't had a situation like the United States or whatnot, even though this election that we've just had is probably one of the most heated ones. I wouldn't say in Australian history, but definitely recently because of corruption and you know murdoch media like all of these big issues religious discrimination this has definitely been a, a more polarizing election uh but luckily yeah it's uh it's it's over now and now we are looking forward to another three four years of a of an albanese government and we'll see where that leads us but speaking of international parliament now this was a st- story that was covered far and wide. We've talked about it here on the show. We had Etienne McClintock come onto the show and discuss about the killing of a woman who was actually, like, beaten and stoned to death by her classmates because she was accused of insulting the Prophet Muhammad on a WhatsApp chat. And the reason for this accusation, uh, she was accused of blasphemy. She was a teenage girl who was going to a university university um, and the reason she was accused of this and she's in in Pakistan, by the way. Okay. Um, the reason she was accused of this no sorry, Nigeria. The reason Nigeria. she was accused of yeah, okay. the reason she was accused of this is because in her whatsapp chat she wrote um, thank you, Lord Jesus, because like they were, had a whatsapp group where they all shared you know information about their studies, they're all taking class together. She was like, Oh, thank you, Lord jesus for for getting me through the exam. and as a result. Um, her life was brought to an end by her classmates and her professor. That's disgusting. It was like literally one of the most horrifying stories ever, and we've we've covered it here on the show. Uh, Etty McClintock has come on from Voice of the Martyrs, you know that organization dealing with Christian persecution around the world to to talk about this story and it is horrifying and horrific and as a result uh, a group of human rights lawyers went to the European commission so this is when the the European Union meets together mm-hmm. and they wanted just to start discussions um or to bring up the topic of Christian persecution, and so to to start discussions on a topic because the European Union and this this like European Commission and whatnot, it's such a slow moving thing because there's so many different nations involved, right? So to even bring up a discussion, a topic for discussion, you have to have a vote to to bring it up, and so they voted um, 231 in support of having just a discussion about religious persecution and going into talks about different legislation that they can use across Europe because of this situation, because also you know you've got the European Union which is so connected to Africa and whatnot, and they they just want to have discussions, but two hundred and forty four against so ultimately what? it was shut it was shut down and they're like, no we are not going to go into discussion or talks about how we can solve Christian and religious persecution uh, within within and outside the European Union.
1: That's disgraceful. Why yeah. do they even exist?
0: Well, these MEPs, as a result, were shouting shame on you in protest in in the European Parliament because they failed to take action. Um, and, you know, I, I was reading the rest of this article and it was giving just more and more examples of, uh, you know, anti-conversion uh, laws and anti-blasphemy laws around the world where you know, people just are getting killed for their faith in, in various countries or even, you know, it's not the European Union's place, but then also a lot of the persecution that's taking place in, in you know, kind of South Asia, Southeast Asia, and even up to, you know, the Koreas. Uh, Well, not the not the Koreas, because South Korea is like a largely Protestant country, but in Korea and China and these kinds of things. And yeah, the European Union, uh, it was a close vote. Like, that's almost 50-50, but it's just super unfortunate uh Mm -hmm. that yeah they weren't willing to go into these discussions and so again religious liberty and persecution and these kinds of things has been something that you know even the discussion around is being quelled at this time which is incredibly sad i think this is the ultimate thing it's just really really sad but it also highlights like the clear direction that our world is going and how correct Prophecy was, you know, when when the Bible says that they will deliver you up and hate you because the uh, you know the love of many has grown cold. oh Man, we are, we are seeing love grown cold, growing cold right now. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on
1: Faith FM, positively different.
0: And we are going to have a third clue for the quiz.
1: Who am I? I made Daniel the third highest ruler in my kingdom. Mm, 0491064669. Oh. Six four six six I made Daniel the third highest ruler in my kingdom.
0: Second clue, extra bonus clue. The reason he made him the third highest ruler is because he was the second highest.
1: Ooh, but we actually Binus we actually drops.
0: don't know that through the Bible. The Bible doesn't explain that. It just it just says the quote, "I made Daniel the third highest ruler." But we actually know that this guy from history, this guy was the second highest ruler. So history, the Bible lining up very nice. smoothly there. Zero four nine one is zero six four six six nine is the number to call if you know the answer. And if you do, you can call and text us, say the right answer, and go into the draw to win Growing with Jesus Volume One by Mark and Ernestine. And f- And two, sorry. Mm -hmm. Growing Jesus, volume one and two. I was trying to to skimp them out. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to keep one for myself. Nine,
1: nine. Uh, By Mark and Ernestine
0: Finley, 0491 064669. Say, may I enter the quiz? But right now, we have come to our interview of the day, which is with Dr. Justin Jackson. Dr. Justin Jackson, are you there with us now?
2: Absolutely. Good morning. It's great to be here.
0: Awesome. Well, um, we are super stoked to have you on the show and we have been going through the gems for life from Creation Week. Yes, it's just
2: such an incredible journey as we discover that our loving creator not only created this world of beauty, but also a world where the elements in it are for our health. Mm. And we're discovering those here in the creation story.
0: Now, in our journey so far, we've discussed pure air with the creation of the atmosphere on day two, we've discussed the water on days two and three, we've discussed the creation of fruits and nuts and grains, uh, but right now we're coming to day four, which is all about uh, sunshine, but we've kind of seemed to have skipped the day, I, I-, I see.
2: Yeah, so look, today we're, we're, we are looking at day four and sunshine, um, but... Um, more importantly, we're focusing on
0: day one. And ah, yeah, of course. We've, 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 yeah, we we can't skip a day there at all. Mm. Awesome. Well, in day one, the Bible says God created life, and is you know, is light the key to health? Do we need light? Is that is that something that is necessary for us?
2: Yes, you're right. So it says that um, God created light there on day one, but More than that, he actually divided the light from the darkness. It says that he called the light day and the darkness night, and he made the evening and the morning. Mm. So what what this teaches us is that right from day one, God set in motion these rhythms and cycles, light and darkness, day and night, evening and morning. And this is the key health ingredient, harmony with the natural cycles of light and dark. In fact, there's this whole field of science known as chronobiology Mm. that's dedicated to the study of this particular health gem.
0: Wait, no, I've heard of this before. This is like like circadian rhythms? That's absolutely right. Yeah. So today we're going to follow the
2: light, literally and metaphorically, (laughs) as it penetrates our brain. Mm. And, you know, as you mentioned earlier, we we did touch on day four and sunshine. Um, But sunshine is key in regulating our circadian rhythm. So bright sunlight at noon, it's incredible. It has 100,000 lux, the measure of light. Uh Um, Whereas at night, um, the moon, by way of contrast, is only one lux. And if we have a moonless night, then it's 0.001 lux. So a huge contrast. That's
0: that's that's massive. That is a huge Mm. difference, like a 100,000% difference there. Wow, okay, so you have, yeah, 100 lux during the day. Uh, But, yeah, that difference is massive. Yeah,
2: yeah, so true. And our our brain is really primed to detect that difference. So it all begins in the back of the eye where we have these specialized cells. And in those cells is a specific photopigment. That's maximally mm. sensitive in detecting a light wavelength of precisely 480 nanometers. And that's no coincidence because 480 nanometers is the wavelength of blue daytime light.
0: Wait, so our eyes are designed to detect specifically daytime light?
2: Yeah, perfectly designed. And these cells relay the intensity spectra of the light. Um, from the back of the eye to deep within our brain to this specialized center we have there called the suprachiasmatic nucleus. And this is the central clock of the body. It's what regulates the rhythms for the rest of the body. It generates our sleep-wake cycles, our body temperature, our feeding, our heart rate, mm-hmm. hormone production. All of these things are all in these day-night rhythms.
0: Mm. I, I'm curious to know just a little bit more about how that central clock works. Like, you know, what, what's going on in our brain?
2: Well, it's incredibly fascinating. And in fact, the majority of cells in our body operate on these 24-hour cycles. And so there are proteins within the cells called core clock proteins, which are built and then they break down and degrade in a precise 24-hour rhythm and when they degrade this sends a feedback signal for them to read to for them to be rebuilt and the cycle repeats itself over again in the next 24 hours and even if you take that system those cells out of the body it'll still work but the one that we were talking about in the brain is the master controller so the light signals from our eyes to, to synchronise it with the outside environment. So it's sort of like if you've got a clock on the wall that's out by five minutes or something, um, you might just wind it back, and, and that's that's how it, it works. The clock has its intrinsic clock function, um, but the light sort of keeps it in check.
0: Mm. Wait, so our bodies, our DNA, the the proteins, the cells, the organs, everything is designed towards, you know, going on this 24-hour cycle, uh, is this is this why we feel so terrible when we, you know, get jet-lagged and these kinds of things? Yeah, that's right. All the clocks, all the
2: little clocks all through our body are misaligned with each other, and they're misaligned with the central clock, and they're also out with, you know, the the environment, the sunshine and so on. And so that means that there's confusion and chaos with all the cellular processes. And everything's out of synchrony, and the body's scrambling to realign itself, and so that's why we feel tired and confused and just generally awful and like jet lagged.
0: Now we've uh, we've had David Haupt on the show that talks about uh, you know some of the physical issues that can come from these kinds of things, and and would you say that as well? That not receiving this light ultimately, you know, will that lead to like actual physical implications?
2: Oh, absolutely, yeah. So disruptions in this rhythm that God set up there on day one of creation result in cancer, in cardiovascular disease, in diabetes and weight gain. For instance, if you feed mice the same amount but just put it out of synchrony with their circadian rhythm, they put on weight. Mm -hmm. And in humans, sleep deprivation does the the same thing. It it, it causes pre-diabetes. In fact, if you just take healthy young people for, for and deprive them just so they get four hours of sleep a night, within six nights they'll get pre-diabetes. Wow. So it's, it's pretty powerful, yeah.
0: So, so this, this is showing uh, clearly why we need to, to sleep, but also, you know, this is something I do super terribly, is eating, you know, the right amount of foods at the right time. Um, you know, well, actually, today, I was, like, feeling a bit nauseous, so I'm like, I'm going to skip breakfast, but it seems as though we need not do that, right?
2: Yeah, well, there's that old saying, eat breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, mm. and dinner like a pauper, and it actually makes sense because the circadian rhythms result in our activity hormones because, you know, we're coming into the day, they peak in the morning. And that means our bodies are all being primed, ready for eating, ready for activity. The muscles and organs are waiting there to use the energy and nutrients, and they're so grateful when we give them a healthy breakfast. Uh, But eating a large meal at night just before we go to bed has the opposite effect. It delivers all that energy, dumps it into the system when we're shutting down and getting ready mm. for sleep. So the body says, oh, why didn't they give this food to me during the day? It wow. groans at us at night.
0: Yeah, Wow, that makes a lot of sense. But like, then what is our body doing while we sleep?
2: Well, that's a really interesting area as well. And so we know that sleep deprivation reduces our learning and stops our cognitive performance. Uh, reaction times and, you know, even we see people coming into the hospital with seizures resulting from sleep deprivation. And when they've looked at studies on mice and flies, they will die within a period of days to weeks without sleep. And in fact, in humans, there are diseases that result um, in genetic diseases, um, people being unable to sleep. And they get dementia and they die within months or years as well. So we we just can't live without sleep, literally.
0: Wow. Dementia and death—that sounds horrible. That sounds like a super heavy situation. But uh, yeah, how does how does sleep help in this area? You know, does it, does it like clean like clean our brain out? Does it clean our organs out? Like what what actually is going on when we when we sleep like this?
2: Well, you're absolutely right there. Yeah. So during the night, the scrubbing brushes come out. Mm. And- all the junk that is accumulated in the brain during the day literally gets washed out. So the brain uses an incredible, like a quarter of the body's energy for such a tiny organ. Um, And during the day, nasty stuff like beta amyloid, which causes dementia, accumulates in our brain. Scientists have really been puzzled because the brain uses the same amount of energy when we are asleep as when we're awake. Mm. And they wondered, you know, what exactly was it doing at night? Mm. But now we know that it goes into this self-cleaning process, the cells shrink down, and mm. the brain uses all that energy to pump the fluid and waste, including that beta amyloid, along these specialized drainage systems um, and out of the brain. And it works best during the early hours of the night, during those deep restorative stages before midnight doesn't work as well with high blood pressure and it doesn't work as well if we're sitting up. We need to be lying down. I don't know if you've ever tried sleeping sitting up uh, sitting up, but you just don't feel like you've had a good night's
0: sleep. Oh, totally. Actually, one of my, uh, my, my natural talents that I, you know, a lot of people notice about me is I have the ability to sleep anywhere, anytime. Um, but regardless, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, I'll be like, oh, I'll just sit in this chair and, and nap and, you know, it doesn't matter how loud things are around me. I can just go to sleep. And, it, you know, my friends always making jokes about it. But like, the problem is, is that I, you never feel good after that sleep. Like you never feel like refreshed and woken up after you, you know, take a, like an hour power nap, you know, like sitting up on the couch um, so it, it shows us here like we probably we need to go to bed yep. then.
2: absolutely yeah. So,
0: and again another
2: old saying early to bed early to rise makes a man healthy wealthy and wise mm. and, and, and it's so true many diseases can be traced back to a lack of good sleep and that's not only the physical diseases that we've talked about but um, you mentioned David Hout and, and mental health mm. as well and you know, I think you look around the world at the moment. There does seem to be a sleep crisis, um, particularly with our young people, but right across the board. So we need we need you know the eight hours as adults and children and adolescents. Really, they need you know ten hours, wow. nine hours of sleep a night. Yeah,
0: amazing. Well, we are coming to the end of our interview. But as we wrap up, what's uh, what's five? tips that you can give for a good night's nice sleep that can bring our circadian rhythm into harmony and, and do really well?
2: Yeah. So look, I think it is all about harmony with those cycles, isn't it? There are the natural light cycles that, that God set up right there back at the beginning. And we need to set our body clock with the bright sunshine and the blue sky that we talked mm. about. So if you're in an office, make time to get outside during your break. The other situation of putting blue light from green into our eyes and disrupting the circadian rhythm at Mm. night is particularly harmful. So just really encourage people to switch off where possible, you know, have some screen-free evening. I think my second tip would be they are regular rhythms, so keep regular hours for your bedtime as well as for your meals. And we talked about having your largest meal at breakfast and lunchtime and then enjoying a light meal in the evening Well before bed. My next tip is to avoid substances like caffeine and and alcohol. Alcohol will alter our circadian rhythms, It fragments our sleep. And it also stops us breathing well, which impairs that cleaning function that we talked about. And finally, I think we need to create an environment that's conducive to sleep. We talked about lying flat, sleeping in a dark, quiet room. And also just putting your mind at rest too, perhaps with a peaceful promise before you sleep. So those are my, my tips for a, for a good night's sleep.
0: Awesome. Dr. Justin Jackson, thank you so much for joining us this morning as we have made our way through the, this series on gems from the creation week.
1: Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.